Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. Today we're going to be looking at emerging markets and finding out that the wave of the future may not, surprise, surprise, be within the United States. So I have three people with me who can comment on this uh, th- uh, developments that we're seeing uh, coming fast and furious in the game industry. And it all started with a news item that was brought to our attention by Shella, our European correspondent. So Shella, you obviously have been doing your job. Thank you for bringing that news item to our attention, which we'll get into. But welcome to the lounge today. Thank you very much. Uh, also uh, joining us is uh, Kelly Adams. Kelly Adams is a incredible consumer of video games. <laughs> also one of our uh, our top reviewers and so forth. So we uh, we wanted to bring her into the lounge to get her uh, perspective on this whole thing. So Kelly, thanks for joining us today. That's good to be here. Thank you. A, a woman who's literally been to hell and back after solving Dante's Inferno. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so and we also, of course, since this is a business topic, no business topic would be uh, would be complete without the dollars and cents of Nate Woolley, our publisher. Uh, Nate, welcome to the lounge today. Thanks. And you know, I went to hell and back in about 1992 with Doom. Oh, right. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I was thinking that we should give you your own show and actually call it like dollars and cents, but it'd be like S-E-N-S-E, you know? <laughs> what? So you could just move my rants off someplace else? Right. No, if, if it was going to be a show. Happy dream of your own. <laughs> if he was going to be a show about his ranting, we'd just have it be his new slogan, I hate everybody. <laughs> and you could, you could tag team with Hargosh, but anyway, back to the business at hand. Um, Ow, actually, that, that hurt more than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the current um, standings, if you will, because uh, I, I looked them up as of today as far as, in, as, far as market share, is uh, the United States is, is still, of course, number one. Uh, the, um, the UK is actually number two, which has moved ahead of Japan, which has been sort of stumbling lately, both in the creation of games and also in the consumption of games. Their game buying is really down there as well. So, um, Not that I think Japan is in any real trouble, but they seem to be sort of in a stumbling block. But this new, this new announcement, which Shella will tell us about, sort of may direct our attention elsewhere. So Shella, tell us about the, uh, the news that has got everybody all kind of uh, a Twitter here today. In a tears. Um, yeah, it's Codemasters. One of the bastions of British um, development is now 50% owned by an Indian company called Reliance Big Entertainment. It's like a really convoluted name. I can never remember, so I have to read this off my cue card. <laughs> Reliance Big Entertainment, and they're part of a sort of media powerhouse in India. Um, called Reliance, and it's part of the Reliance ADA group. Yeah, they're, um, they're huge there, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've got fingers in all sorts of pies, and they're not just Indian pies either. Um, and the gaming division of that is then called Zapac, and they're the what? That's the division that's going to be handling Codemasters, and um, Zapac is India's largest gaming company. And they're in online casual games, MMOs. They've got some gaming cafes. So they're sort of they're a gaming company as opposed to a traditional publisher or devco like we'd have over here. They've kind of got the it's like an umbrella kind of company. 
And um, it looks like the Codemasters are sort of going for the mobile gaming because that's really a huge market in India. So um, uh, I guess it'll be like the cricket and the racing titles will be um, what they're trying to push, really. Yeah, I was actually on Zapac's uh, website before the um, before the uh, show started. I was just playing mm-hmm. a down, downhill skateboarding game. It was kind of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, Nate, I wanted to get from, from you, since you're our, our business guy and you've been kind of looking into this this uh, thing. Um, uh, Shella brushed on the topic a little bit, but um, what, what is Reliance Big Entertainment? I mean, what, what can we do? We have any idea of like how big the how big their scope is, and then uh, I'll, uh, and then I, of course I'll ask you if if you've learned anything about what Codemasters' plans might be now that they have new owners. Well, the the real the real secret here is everybody's getting all in a rush about Reliance Entertainment, but the simple fact is that uh, Reliance ADA, the holding group, is a monster. Mm. I mean, they're based in Mumbai. And uh, they own radio stations and television, music distributorships, games. Uh, they're getting into, what do you call it, home delivery like Netflix of, of DVDs. They bought 50% of DreamWorks a couple yeah. of years ago. Hmm. So, I mean, they own a lot of stuff. They're a monstrously large, uh, you know, multimedia empire. And, you know, if this was based in New York or Los Angeles, nobody would think anything of it. It would be Microsoft or it would be Apple. But the fact is, this is an Indian player making a huge move into a giant industry. Mm-hmm. We should be happy to see it happening. No, absolutely. Now, um, have you uh, seen anything from uh, the the current Codemasters uh, CEO, um, Rod Cousins, which I believe he is staying on? Um, and his, his so far, so far. yeah. Has, has he uh, has he made any statements about what their what their plans might be? Well, he was in M- MCV uh, recently, making a pitch that that. What they're planning to do is go to digital distribution of content mm-hmm. uh, and and become that sort of of, of group, mm-hmm. and and that frankly that doesn't surprise me at all. That shows a man who's who's got his eye on the prize. I mean, do you want to distribute through Walmart and have Walmart and independent distributors all market it up, or do you want to be able to offer your product directly for download to the consumer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't even have to discount it, and bang, suddenly your margin just went up forty percent. True. Now, Kelly, you—I uh, remember when the in, when the DLC show came out, we were talking about downloaded content. You were a huge fan of of that type of digital distribution. So, uh, I guess your opinion is that uh, this is something that Codemasters is doing is is probably a good thing for them as well, and certainly for you, making it easier to get a hold of their content. Oh, definitely. Well, my biggest game purchases this past year, I've clocked it. It's been in iTunes. It's doing the download games for my iPhone. <laughs> so, and other games, I mean, I do some DLC. I've so not is that in that. terms of volume or in, in terms of actual dollars? In volume, because you won't be okay. spending that much money in the yeah, iTunes store. Say, you must be buying an insane amount of <laughs> 100 games at a dollar a piece. <laughs> and a lot of them are free, too. So it's it's nice to have that. But, I mean, yeah, I like the digital. Yeah, it's it's not just, uh, you know, iTunes and for iPhones. Um, I mean, uh, every game I bought probably for the last two years has been downloadable content. You know, the, the Steam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the the well, and PopCap too. Uh, oh yeah. Since PopCap has established their model that they don't go to brick and mortar stores until after ninety percent of their buying market has purchased it online. Um, 
you know, you you go into Walmarts or or whatever these days that should be the largest single distributor for these products, and they're giving up on their uh, on their video games, on their computer game market. You know, it's down to an aisle or half an aisle because people can download these things. Do you really want to pay a premium of ten bucks for the privilege of driving someplace and getting some cardboard in the shape of a box? Mm. No. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. So I think uh I think at least in that sense uh Codemaster seems to be uh maybe charting charting the course for the future. So it's kind of good for them I, I guess. I mean for for that matter there was a time you had to have a manual, you know, a, a booklet manual for some of these games. And now that just comes on PDF on the disc. Right, right. Or they surprise sometimes give you a good enough tutorial that you really don't need the manual. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't count on that. The, ma- the manual, the manual's like one page that says, "Be careful if you have epilepsy and try to play the game." You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's the Xbox. Thing. Yeah. So, so Shelly, you you and I were talking before the show, and we were kind of talking about lar- larger issues. Um, and and you had some interesting theories about, of, of course, uh, we. The business side is important, and, and certainly Zalpak is is sort of strategically um, set to do the digital downloading. But you you were saying you you were almost hopeful, I guess, that that maybe this would also bring in some new new stories and new blood and new culture into the game industry. Yeah, I mean, because we were kind of discussing you. You know, you were saying, well, I can't see everyone in India being able to afford to buy. Um, um, Modern Warfare 2 and they don't need to buy Modern Warfare 2 because they have their own rich culture. Don't forget, they operate the largest movie industry in the world. Well, Bollywood, <laughs> right? Know, they have, yeah. <laughs> they, have their, they have their own icons and their own culture, their own mythology, um, you know, that's rich enough um, for to create their own games. And you, they have a huge growing um consumer market i mean um there's been sort of research done i've got a few figures here that india's middle class is expected to um grow to five what was it? yeah to grow to 500 i had to check the figure then because it's so huge 583 million <laughs> okay that's just 41 percent of the population and that's nearly double the entire U.S. population is now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so you, you know that's quite a few consumers there. That's quite a bit of power they've got, you know, and they don't necessarily want to import Western culture because they have their own very rich culture. And so we could be seeing a sort of a flip of, um, you know, what culture is dominant. You know, I don't think Western culture is always going to be dominant. I was. Um, listening to an interview with the guy who one of the guys who created Facebook and he brought up something really interesting that as um you know as developing culture um countries uh become more, more internet connected they can connect with each other they don't need we don't need you know we're we're currently feeding them our western culture and we're doing it very successfully but soon they can cut out the middleman they don't need to be spoon-fed our culture they can talk to each other and you know sort of he said he saw this video of um, people in brazil had done a youtube clip and they were singing a bollywood song um 
um, in bad Hindi. They were, they were Spanish-speaking <laughs> people singing a song in Hindi. Now, where was the Western culture in that cultural exchange? It was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> so, you know, there's like, um, there, there could be a really huge sort of world culture shift mm. when um, you, we're kind of usurped. Um, yes. So it's really exciting. Hey, the the what I would toss in there is, uh, I mean, you see the after effects of World War II here, when mm. the United States and and the West basically ended up dominating the world because the rest of the world had been stomped flat. <laughs> um, yeah. And and it shows in things like the fact that what's the default language for the web? Yeah. It's English. I mean, to a certain extent, Western culture. And Chella, I'm not trying to criticize you, but uh, I would I would include Brazilians in that. They may be Spanish or Portuguese uh, speakers, depending on where you are in South America, but Latin America is clearly part of the West. Guess what my degree is in. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting. When I was on the Zalpac site, zalpac.com, uh, before the show, I mean, it, it's all English, and um, the games there right now, anyway, all seem to be – it's like pool and skateboard racing and things like that. I, I didn't really see anything that spoke yeah, to me. Yeah, well, I have. I I have. I did some research, too, and um, there's a traditional Indian game um, where you're, like, partnered, you're, like, holding hands. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's really big with, um, I think both um, genders play it, but I think it's really big with women. And it's, like, a really old traditional game. It's, like, a mixture between baseball and cricket or something. I don't know, but there's no ball and no stick. (laughs) But that's how it's described, anyway. Oh, when you you talk about holding hands, I was was thinking I had images of, like, Ico, where you were always holding on to your little girlfriend. It's like a sort of game where you have to, like, get something. Anyway, it's like a team sport Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So, yeah, they have already, they are already... Um, sort of developing things that have an Indian flavor, but at the moment, don't forget, it's like it's very it's very young, and there's a lack of um, end-to-end development skill there because you know it's a very they're sort of buying development teams and you know buying people like Codemasters and I suppose people like Sony have studios and they're like shipping people in from the US to work there so there's going to be a period there's like a learning curve going on at the moment but once they get up and running I think there could be some really interesting stuff coming out because look at the the way that Japanese culture has you know like all the the mythology that we use in video games it's just kind of par for the course now isn't it Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I, I I think this developing world culture will will continue to in, encapsulates the wrong word absorb and 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 you know riff on different cultures as they become prominent. I, I'm not trying to say anything along the lines of well the U.S. you know yay you know we're number one etc. I'm trying to say what we're going to see is a development of world culture. We have you know the United States has first mover advantage, but that doesn't last forever. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying is, but, you know, it's very easy for us to sit and assume that our culture is always going to be dominant, but that's not always going to be the case, I don't think, Well, look, especially with these markets being so absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, and it's, we, haven't even get, we haven't even gotten into the Chinese uh, exactly. middle class development yet. Well, it's, yeah. it's already sort of happened in a sense with Japan, because like you were saying, Japan was sort of dominant in and. You know, and it's recently, you know, the UK now became uh, a, b- a bigger market and a more robust market and, and so forth. And, and, you know, we haven't seen as many, 
Japanese games and, and culture games. I, I'm playing one right now called uh, Yakuza 3, which uh, is really interesting, and I really love it, and I'm really attracted to it. Not so much because of the gameplay, but because of all the Japanese culture. It's like, you know, you, you have to respect the guy you're fighting, and then when you beat him, he gives you money, even though he was trying to take money from you, because that's like the honorable thing to do, and it's it's like, it's so freaking strange for me, because I'm used to, like, the Grand Theft Auto type of thing. Yeah. It's interesting to see, okay, well, this is how the Japanese gangs do it. <laughs> yeah. So, but then there's, there's Final Fantasy 13 as well, don't forget. Oh, yes, yeah, I just finished that. Ju- much more Japanese than Final Fantasy. I just finished that. I'm s- do you think Japanese downfall, where they've noticed, like, oh, no, like, we're kind of losing our grip on the market show, do you think that was one of the driving forces on them snagging up Idios? Oh, I think so. I think absolutely. I mean, wouldn't you say so, Shella? Yeah. Well, yeah, the, Im- yeah. the important thing to see here is that there are significant players, not in Western Europe or North America, who are capable of picking up things like Codemasters or Idos. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's what that's what's it, that's what's important to take out of this, is that you know that's fine. I mean, Reliance Entertainment does all these cool things, and we're talking about them. But what's truly terrifying about them is the holding company. Mm, yeah, I this, mean, it, this it, thing, it, this thing is enormous. I know. It, it doesn't just, yeah, it doesn't just do entertainment. No. Sooner, sooner or later, I mean, we're going to see all sorts of things in these sort of holding companies that are like, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft Holdings or Apple Holdings. They do a lot more than you suspect. <laughs> or Coca Cola, yeah. or what is what is Warren Buffett's group? Oh, I forget what it's mm. called, but it's a monster, and it owns things you wouldn't expect. Mm. Well, I mean, Konami owns hot- hotels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't just do games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're stu- you're stumbling around looking at Konami, and suddenly you're booking a room. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> like you're down the chin. <laughs> well, well, interesting. Well, the um, speaking of just the the not not hotels, but speaking of just the gaming industry. Um, so, Callie, w- would you? I mean, you're you're sort of the 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 epitome of the American consumer uh, for games. I mean, would would you be interested or attracted to uh, you know a game that had a um, you know a European uh, or a, uh, an Indian flavor to it or an Indian culture background? I mean, I don't think you'd be turned off by it, right? No, definitely not turned off. I'd be more intrigued. I'd be probably more likely to actually grab it because I am a fan, even though my husband hates it, of Bollywood films. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> he groans. He's like, oh, "Not again!" He goes, "I hate that section on Netflix." <laughs> and the fact okay, that like and now all of long. <laughs> and now all of us will break into song. <laughs> in a forest in the rain. <laughs> For no particular reason that anybody can tell, but you know, <laughs> on top of the train. <laughs> but you know, bringing a different sensibility to things is what makes you know cultural intermixing fun. Yeah. If India suddenly came out there and was strong in the market and made, you know, Modern Warfare 2, but, you know, with Gurkhas or something, (laughs) I think I would be perfectly right to go on one of my rants and say, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Yes, me too. I was about to say, I think I would weep. Mm. (laughs) But, you know, different people will approach things differently. Yeah. I mean, it will be different, but... (laughs) Different people will approach making things differently, and that's what makes them good. Yeah. Hopefully they'll bring something new to the table, and it won't yeah. be the same regurgitated BS that we've seen done over and over and over again. That's exactly. so lovely. 
the interesting thing here that that I see, and I I think I know how this will play out, and it, it riffs on what uh, Shella was talking about earlier, is that we're going to see these groups in India, in China, etc., and even frankly in Brazil. That's a big hmm. market. Once it, it is a big growing market. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see these people start developing these things, and a lot of them develop games saying, well, we need the U.S. market, so let's play to U.S. sensibilities. Mm. And sooner, sooner or later, we're going to see an Indian or a Chinese uh, group look and say, you know what, we're developing one for ours because our market is twice as big. Yeah, completely. And like if, Russia, we get, if we get some U.S. sales, that's awesome. Yeah, but, let's, let's but get we one don't actually need the... <laughs> yeah. Let's get 1% of our 600 million potential customers. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, if 40% of their population, and that's the middle class, is like twice the size of America's complete population, it's like... (laughs) It's easy to say that. Not bad. Not culturally, but for many, many reasons, there are real issues with having a nation with a population base that that large. Mm. It can be supported, that's fine, but it leads to problems, environmental degradation and other things. But uh, that's not really what we're talking about here. We want people to be plugged into video games and having a good time. Let's <laughs> stay happy. There's, uh, there's, there's that old, uh, I can't be the only guy who remembers the, the uh, band Corner Shop, right? Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, an, they're an awesome band. Tajinda Singh is, is, a, is an amazing musician and songwriter. Yeah. But their big hit, Brimful of Asha, was about, okay, things can be bad, but we're just going to dance because movies are awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was and a great so, song. Yeah, well, the, all of their albums are amazing. I would encourage everybody out there to go buy them now because I'm pretty certain. <laughs> I'm pretty certain they're still making singing. albums. They are. They're on Peter Gabriel's World Music label. Oh, okay. They're and, a one-hit wonder here. And I think, I think. I think I and like five other people in the United States buy them. Well, actually, I heard an interview with uh, their lead singer um, on uh, – it was on satellite radio. They were interviewing him about the song, and he was talking about the Brimful of Asha song uh, and how uh, he said it was because uh, there was uh, – culturally, uh, India is very conservative, and uh, there was a lot of like, you know, you have to do what your parents tell you, even to the point of like having arranged marriages and things like that, and they used – the, the music as an escape, the brimful of Asha, which was Asha means happiness, apparently. And uh, mm. they used the music as an escape because li- they were basically happy while they were listening to their music and they could forget about all the pressures that were on them. So a real interesting <laughs> song, a real interesting guy. So, Yeah. Frank, frankly, I think you find um, cultures, nations that are going through rapid development expansion mm-hmm. tend to be exceedingly conservative. Mm. Mm. Until they reach a certain level of, of wealth, mm-hmm. wealth might be the wrong word, but I, I think you get what I mean. At which point you get, uh, you know, a loosening up of, of standards. They have to be, yeah. they have to go through their 1960s at some point. Well, frankly, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> Maybe they can go through their 90s. So, uh, so, so talking, uh, let's let's do uh, let's do our final question because I think we've we're we've got the, uh, pretty covered. So, my my question then to to you three, uh, all coming at this from a different angle, is um, 
you know, I, I mean, it's nice to talk about the, the, you know, the cultural things that we're going to see, but, uh, you know, is, is that really going to happen and, and how soon? Or, I mean, are we talking a hundred years? Are we talking ten years, five years? And when, when do you think we're going to start to see some of these, like, Chinese games and Indian games and things that are solely based in, in, in their culture or at least heavily influenced by it? And I'll start with Shella. Well, um, I don't think, 10 years is too unrealistic because I mean if you think 10 years ago uh, I walked up to you and said you know what in 10 years I bet um, Codemasters is half owned by an Indian company right. that's like massive and has a finger in pies to do with Spielberg and and Lucas and you'd be like mm, yeah I think you're like I don't know sniffing icing sugar or something <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I think um, well, I mean, I've seen games that are uh, based on things from their culture that are for their purely for their market. So I think ten years easily. Mm, okay, good. What, what about you, Kelly? Oh, I, I'm very Michelle. I was thinking when you asked the question, I was thinking I, I say it's going to be about ten years. <laughs> it would shock me at five, but I was thinking ten. I was like, ten. Yeah. Ten sounds a good number. That looks. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think like Shella said, they're going to need several years just to get really up to speed as to how to design because you know it's it's one thing to be able to say this is my culture and this is how i'm going to present it it's another thing to be able to master the science of of gameplay to actually make that into a game that people of any yeah. culture want to play yeah because it's been part of our culture for so long mm. so and, and nate what about you from the business side does 10 years seem like a reasonable uh estimate no actually five years maybe less really okay yeah, you you guys are talking about. Well, they need to develop the culture. They need to get the you know the history of how to build these things and and how to bring them to market, etc. No, they don't. They just bought Codemasters. Bang, they know. Yeah, I know, but they also have to. Um, I, I mean, it depends which market in the games industry they're going for. I mean, if they're going for like the mobile uh, mobile phone market, then they're already there. They're already doing that. And um, but if if, you, if we're talking about consoles, you know they have trouble with the high price of consoles, the piracy issue. There's you know there's all that sort of infrastructure that they have to get in at at a at a, at a cost. And, and Codemasters hasn't exactly been knocking them out of the park lately, hit wise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's got right, Cosmic Prey. It, it, it'd be one I mean, thing if they bought half of Electronic Arts, then then maybe. Yeah. That's 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 <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's really not where I'm where I'm coming from here. I'm I'm thinking within five years we will start seeing like we used to have for anime, mm-hmm. you know, a core group who are following this uh, in the West. Okay. You know, that that you make jokes about and they go to cons and they dress up and blah, blah, blah. We, you'll see that quickly because I would be surprised if games aren't being developed right now that you'll have to go and chase. You know, just like when I need to find a, an album by Slade in the States. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> There's a just, very good just, reason for that. <laughs> hey, stop it. I'm older, I'm older than you guys. Um but I think within five years you'll start seeing, especially because remember they don't have to build a distribution channel. Right, right. They, yeah. they don't. They don't have to set up contracts with Walmart and with GameStop, and they don't have to set up with middlemen, and they don't have to get uh, shippers or or production facilities in the states to bring these things to market in the states. They have to say, uh, upload the web page with the link to the new game. Hmm. 
and bang, it's available for sale, whether that's through Steam or through whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's if that's if they go for pure DLC. But if we're talking about, you know, consoles like under TVs and people buying actual discs like we still do. I I also think that within five years, um, console games will will start going DLC only. Broadband is, yeah. Like big statements from the newscaster. <laughs> I, 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 I actually feel fairly confident. If you okay. draw, if you, if you draw parallels with the music industry. Okay, I'll meet you. Meet you here in five years. We've been doing this for twelve. That's not a strange, strong statement to make that we'd be here doing this in five. Months. No. Well, I know that. <laughs> what, what, I was just setting a date. Of course. Well, shall we? Are you kidding? John had hair when we started doing this. And, oh, and still does, by the way. <laughs> now, who's smoking the baking sugar or whatever? Stella's <laughs> talking about uh, the pixie dust or whatever they have in England. But no, what I was going to say was whether it's 10 years or five years that that we actually start to see this i think it's a short enough period of time that we're going to see milestones along the way so this is something that we can certainly cover and continue to cover and and with with bated breath and hook certainly to see how things are going Um, so for our listeners uh if you'd like to comment uh, or let let us know about you know you you found some cool cultural game that you'd like to to let make us aware of please let us know our email address is ginlounge at gameindustry.com and we would love to hear from you uh shella and kelly and nate thank you so much for joining me today it was a great show Appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and uh, we'll see all of you all next time in the lounge, and uh, maybe uh, we'll be able to start playing some games uh, from from other cultures. I'm I'm excited by this whole thing. I, I hope that uh, your predictions come true. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> take care, everybody. I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.